Welcome, welcome everyone to the podcast. I have a very epic guest tonight. Uh, tonight, um, Thomas Kelly. Tom has done some amazing, amazing things with the team at Mitchell Youth Leadership Forum. Such an amazing man of service and integrity and courage. Such an incredible contributor to that community. Uh, an amazing, funny, fun, caring guy. He's currently um, teaching as well. So he does does teaching, but yeah, Tom, and you've also been recently, uh, you're recently engaged, aren't you? That's true. That's What an introduction. I'm quite flattered. <laughs> introduced me as Tom and I got a bit more than I asked for. So very kind, Jacob. Thank you. Welcome, bro. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. No, thanks for having me. I'm keen, I'm keen just to chat. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, the first question that I, that I typically ask it is just um, what is wisdom to you? And I know that's it's a big one, but we always start off with that one. Let's go. So I've, I do my research and I know that's what you are. So I've been trying to work on my definition. And the definition that I've arrived at at this point, and I, I'm not going to be as concise as I'd like to be, but my definition is wisdom is the application of knowledge and skills as a result of our beliefs, experiences, and values. Oh. There you go. Full stop. Push. Oh, okay. So hold on a second. Because I've heard the application part. Yes. I never, yes. I've never heard as a result of your belief. Could you repeat that the second part again? So the, as a result of your beliefs, values, and I, I forgot my third one, beliefs, values, and experiences. That's interesting, man. Yeah. Could you, could that's like, yeah, okay. Could you, could you go in more into the beliefs, value and experiences? Yeah, of course. Of course, let's go. That's, yeah, <laughs> massive. So I think I, I've listened to a few of your podcasts and, and one of the themes is that, is that it's the application of knowledge, right? And I think most people are aware of that. Most people seem to have that understanding where it's, you can know something, but to actually be to have use of that is, is is where we get wisdom. And for me, it's like, well, where does that transition happen? Where does that transition happen from? I know something, but then how do I get to that to that to that useful? How do I how do I go from reading a textbook for it to actually be meaningful and for it to have some impact on my life? So I think I think that's a common thing. I think most people get that. An expression I like is. Um, knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit, but wisdom is not putting it in a smoothie. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. So it's like, okay, let's let's explore that analogy. And it's like, well, we've got our um, our experiences, and our experiences shape us, right? We could go. It's sort of like we can go that direction, and it's like I'm trying to think of an example. You know, like like I know I could read every textbook, I could read every dictionary, I could do genetic testing. Tomatoes are fruit, tomatoes are fruit, tomatoes are fruit, tomatoes are fruit. Until I bite into that tomato, until I have that experience where I've tasted something or I've had that, it's like, oh, actually that that understanding is a bit different. That understanding's changed. So I'd say that's a, probably a good analogy for the for the experiences one. I think, and then there's values and beliefs. And you know that through the Mitchell Youth Leadership Forum, we really examine values. Um, and I'm a huge fan of, of really trying to 
examine and analyze and evaluate what our values are so we can be more effective leaders, but also just better people. Um, because I, I really think people just forget and I think we just get caught up in life and we don't actually stop and go, actually, what's important to me? So our values are like, what's important, you know? Someone can put a tomato in a smoothie if they love tomato. Like if that's important to them, let's go. If they have a, I'm trying to think of a chemical in tomato, salicylates, if you've got a salicylate deficiency, you might have more tomato. Um, but it's those values that also drive us. And the last one is sort of our, our beliefs. And our beliefs are a bit different to our values and I'm still trying to navigate the difference between them. But the beliefs are like how the world should work, right? Not not necessarily, I'm saying like Christianity or like religious beliefs, but how do we think the world should be? Or, or, or what are those things that aren't necessarily laws or certain, but, um, you know, what do we have this inherent understanding of truth? Um, so it might be, you know, I believe that if I have these tomatoes, they're going to make me better, you know, more healthy, right? You might know that. It's probably not the best example to believe. But you might believe that that it's the discipline. It's the discipline of being uncomfortable that's going to make me improve, right? You don't necessarily know that the discipline is going to lead to improvement, but that belief. So I'm happy to explore any of those more. Happy to further questioning. But that's sort of my conclusion at this point in time is that, it's application of knowledge, but we only are able to apply it when we have those values, when we have those experiences, and when we have those beliefs of, of how things should be or, or what we sort of want. Yeah, I love, I really love that trade, Tom. And what, what's kind of interesting to me, what I would like to explore and kind of ask and, and prod around is that we, with values particularly, because that, that's particularly interesting um, for mm-hmm. me, is that what is it about becoming clear on your values, on what's important to you, that that has that transformational effect? What, Love it, what is yeah. It, yeah, what's going on with that? You know what I mean? Because I think, I think, so, okay, let me define it. So values are anything that we put time, energy, money into. And traditionally, I'd say most people think of values as like um, sort of fuzzy words, like, love, justice, belonging, Um, whereas I sort of think of values as a bit more tangible. So where do I spend my time? Like if you're you're an Apple fan, you'll have your little pop-up once a week that says you've spent 46 hours on your phone. It's like, cool. I know what that is. So if I had a chip in my brain that had every, every thought I had was tallied, that would tell me what I value. That's what I put my thoughts in. We can tell what we value by where we put our money. If I should be able to look at my bank account and you should be able to say, oh, Tom values this, this, this. If I looked into your bank account, Jacob values this, this, this. You know, the personal trainer, in theory, their their value should be, you know, gym equipment, fitness stuff, subscriptions to this. Whereas someone who's like a, you know, Pokemon fan, it's going to be like the new Pokemon game or Pokemon merch or a Pokemon shirt, right? There could be similarities. Pokemon fan can eat the same stuff as a PT, a PT can play Pokemon. But when you look at that money, when you look at that thought, when you look at that energy and time, that's when you can see what those values are. So that's my definition of values. I'm not saying the the less tangible one is incorrect, but I think that's harder to measure. Um, and that's why I think it's easier to explain with the more tangible one. But when we look at those values, that's when we can really understand sort of who we are at our core 
And then we're also able to then readjust. We're also able to be like, oh, actually, I've spent way too much time on my phone playing Flappy Bird. Let me try and change this. So I think we need to be really clear because it's very easy to get caught up in life and just get into a routine that's not actually who we want. And it's, you know, sometimes we look at our bank account and be like, whoa, I spent way too much money on that. And then it's like, well, your values actually aren't aligned with who you want to be. So let's let's move on. Mm. Wow. So, so like, like if, if wisdom, like if the opposite of wisdom is foolery and I, I don't know, I've, I've, I've recently picked up that word, but I, I think it's just a funny word. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, if foolery is kind of, kind of spending your values and, and using your time on things that aren't, aren't your true values, mm. that's kind of foolery. And, and the purpose of that reflection is to get clear on what you really value and kind of invest more into that. 100%, yeah. And it's it's also like we talk a bit, or I like to talk about ideals, and ideals is really what we want, and values is how we act. So a lot of people get those two confused, um, rightfully so, but you have people that get up and they say, oh, like I really value fitness and I really value health, and then you see them at KFC one day and they're not, they're not going for a jog that night, and it's like, well, that, that's an ideal. And I think that when we are living, when our values are our ideals and who we want to be is what we're doing, I think that's when we're our most happy and most satisfied. Oh, that's massive, man. I've never heard that distinction. <laughs> that's really cool. So Tom, so Tom, how, and I, I totally get that. I totally get Good. that. I think, yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, but I guess what my question would be is, Tom, how do we get our, our values into our ideals how do do we do we change our values or what's the what's the go there great that's awesome that's such a good question (laughs) um so how do we turn our values into ideals i think um there's a few ways we can do this right and i'm I'm trying to think of I'll, i'll give you two let's go with two different ways as to how i do it so i think either way you have to start with a clear picture of one and a clear picture of the other so you either start with, well, what are my values? Or the other one is you start with our ideals. So let's go. There's one exercise we do at the forum where we get the students to write down. Um, they have to think about their top, I think it's top eight off the top of my head, their top eight values. So we ask them, you know, out of these categories of where you spend your time, where you spend your energy, where you spend your money, write down eight things, eight, eight people, eight places, write those down. And they write it down and they think, you know, you can see them calculating. We try and make sure that the place is quiet. They're set up. They've already established in this new place. They're feeling quite comfortable. Um, and they're thinking. And then it's like, and you know, you could do it. What are you, those eight things? Okay, it's that, this, and it's great. And then they, they write those eight down. And then we ask them, we say, hey, imagine if your life didn't exist without four of these. You had to choose to get rid of four of these completely. And they eliminate them. And it's hard. Because some of them are really interesting, some of them are easily cross off four, some of them cross off two really easily, and then struggle to get rid of two more, and some of them just struggle completely. And that's interesting in itself because you see some people have really, really clear values, and it's easy. Like you know, I know my top eight, and I know the order that they're in. Whereas other people, it's like, oh, actually, is this important to me, or is this important to me? Um, not saying one's better than the other. But even watching the student go on that journey is really interesting. So you cut it down to four. 
and then you can cut it down to two, then you can cut it down to one. And that's really challenging. And when people really dive deep and really take that process really personally and really intimately and really go on that reflective journey, it's quite astounding when they go, oh, wow, like I'm putting so much time into this. And, and, but, and they're sort of almost challenged by it because, you, because when you're brutally honest with yourself, you always go, oh, crap. So I think that's one way you can start is by looking at your values. The other way you could start is the opposite would be looking at your ideals. What do you want? You know, if you if you had a million dollars, what would you buy? If you had a million hours, what would you do? Right? If things were perfect, what would that look like? And I think that question um is like that's like that's really cool, you know? Like I always like to think if I could do it again, what would I do differently? And the answer I hope for is nothing. You know, everything I did, everything, you know, that's the goal I think for me in life is to to get to my deathbed and go, would I have done anything differently? And then for me to go, no, I wouldn't, you know, would I have spent any dollars differently? No, I'm happy with everything. And I think that, that, and it's not going to work on podcast form. Um, imagine two circles, right? So circles, one circle is the world we live in, right? And imagine, imagine filling everything into that circle right write it down write it down and then you draw another circle that's everything that i want everything that we want right and you, you write everything in that circle the best and and they, those circles would overlap to varying degrees right so a circle where everything i want and everything that i have are two different circles well you'd be pretty miserable but when everything that i have and everything that i want is all within the same circle that's when life is just I'd say I think that's pretty blissful. Wow. Yeah. I really love that that circle imagery and how it, it kind of that's interesting, man. That's interesting about making making them kind of meet. Mm. I, sorry, and I think Yeah, <laughs> go ahead, go, at, go, go. That that's one um one exercise I'm thinking about. Do I put that in Nexus forum? Um because I think I think that's that's what's critical, and I think that's what's leadership. Like any leadership, or whether it's supporting other people improve their lives, or whether it's internal leadership trying to improve, I think the key thing is understanding is where you are and where you want to be, and then how do I bridge that gap? You know, how do I how do I restore that, or how do I improve that? And when you understand where you are and where you're going, that makes that journey so much easier. Well, okay, now we just we open up a whole <laughs> new can of worms, man. That's interesting. Okay. Well, because it's interesting how you say that that is leadership, being where you are to going where where you could be or where you'd like to be. Mm. Like, so say you get clear, you get clear on, on where you'd like to be and you get clear on where you are. Yeah. What What is it then? Oh, great. So it, it's, and this is hard because it's like, I'm trying to think of specific examples, but those two those two things are so important, right? Because, and and you could say that that um, those two circles, right? One of those worlds is your your optimal world or your perfect world or your ideal world or your quality world or whatever that is that that only exists without with you know you need to have some knowledge. You need to have hope. You need to have optimism, right? Someone who's hopeful, like they can't have that circle. They can't see it. Sorry, sorry. Someone who isn't hopeful mm. can't have that circle, right? 
And the other one is also making sure that you've got the most accurate picture, right? Like to get these two images takes a lot of reflection. You have to be really clear. You have to have like a really good understanding, um, which is a massive journey in itself. Like you see a lot of people who are quite cynical and it's almost like they're, they're what they experience isn't actually what's being perceived. And it's like, no, like you've got things far better off. And just trying to be objective it can be quite challenging. Um, so I think the journey into to drawing those two circles is is massive in itself. Um, but how to rectify that gap is like, that's a massive question. And I think um, the way I would do it personally, depending on what the thing is, is like really making sure I'm really clear. So really be really objective. And I'll use the example like smart goals. Like if things were perfect, what would they look like, right? And it's not just good enough. Let's go with weight. Weight's a really, or exercise health is a really good example. It's very easy for me to say I'm happier if I'm more fit, Mm. right? That's not clear enough, right? That's a really large circle. That's a really, um, it is, it's blurry. It's like, well, what does that do? But if I can break that down and go, for me, what's positive positive is if, if I can run, you know, 5Ks in, 30 minutes if i can beat that 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 sounds really you know um joyous to me that sounds really fulfilling to me and it's like cool you know let's try the wall let's let's give it a timeline as well you know so that's specific it's measurable is it achievable yeah it's achievable is it realistic yep what's my time frame yeah let's try six months let's try and work on that goal for six months and i think along that journey that can change and also breaking that down, sorry. So you've got that very clear goal, but then break it down. Well, if I need to achieve that in six months, what's my three-month benchmark? What's my two-month benchmark? What's my one-month benchmark? And I think when we set really explicit goals, right, and effective goal setting is difficult, but when we set those explicit goals, break those down into smaller goals, it just makes things a lot easier. And that's one example I could give, Um and, and yeah, but it's also having enough humility and enough reflection to realize that those goals can change along the way, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like I've got no idea about how to train for a marathon and I could right now, I could say, yeah, I could probably run a marathon in a year, but I could train, you know, and get six months down the track and be like, whoa, okay, with my increased knowledge, with my increased experience, mm-hmm. I'm able to understand that actually this isn't quite right and then I'm able to readjust after that. So I think being able to reflect and self-evaluate and also have enough humility to be like, oh, whoops, I was wrong. Let me change it. I think that's really, um, yeah, really important as well. Mm. Tom, I have a question. And this is, I think this is like a big one for so many people. Yep. I don't know what I want. You know, Mm. that's, I guess, I guess, um, how do you, how do you, Tom, for you personally, like what's, what's your kind of, insight on that on that sort of that whole kind of issue there yeah i think it's um i i I find it funny because because for me that my attitude is just try like just try and a non-answer is an answer so if people let's say with careers right they're like what do you want to do and it's like oh i I got no idea it's like okay cool do you want to go be a pet cremator like what? Like go, give it a go, and then they find out they they go and do it, and you've got almost like two options or three options, right? You either hate it, you either love it, or you're neutral. 
right? And if you hate her, you're neutral, then it's probably not the job for you. And then you, you try again. And it's just about trying to find those little, you know, those little dipping sources along the way of life where it's like you're just giving stuff a go and finding out those little aspects. And there, we all know that there's things that we enjoy, right? There's all aspects. And, and you know, whether it's, and, and really trying to break that down. Like, why did, why did I enjoy that? Why did I enjoy that particular activity? And was it, was it where it was or was it when it was or was it physical movement or was it who I was with or was it the way that my brain was working in that situation? And I think by giving ourselves as much exposure to stuff as possible, I think that's really, um, that's really interesting in itself. And like, to give you, to give you an example, um, sort of a bit different was when I was in high school, I had a really clear picture. So I, I knew very, very, from a young age, I don't know when, I was like, oh, I want to be a scientist, right? I wanted to be a scientist. I had no idea what a scientist was when I was like a kindergarten, but I had this clear picture. And I also knew that I always wanted to help people, right? I, I didn't know exactly what. And just throughout primary school, throughout high school, I just genuinely love science, right? Science is always my favorite subject, always. Um, and I love you know, I love learning about the world. I love learning about nature. Um, and then I, I really loved helping people. Like, I'd, you know, volunteer at church. I'd do youth groups. I'd go on school camps. I'd help out, you know, different fates and carnivals. Like, that was always one of my favorite things to do. So very, you know, I hit sort of year 10 and went, oh, let's combine the two. You know, let's let's try and be a science teacher. Like, I really love young people. I really love working with people. And I really love love the world and I think the more we understand about the world the better um and then in saying that like I was working at Coles studying science education and then I I had one of those moments where I went I'm not I'm why am I working at Coles like Coles is great I'm getting money for it and I'm enjoying the experience and building myself up but I went this isn't helping me build to be the person that I want to be and I just remember I, I genuinely I just quit Coles and then I started volunteering at a special school and I was just like, well, you know, if I want to, if I care about young people and I want to be the best person for young people, I should be working at a school. If, if I really care about customer service and sales and, and certain things, yeah, cool. Coles is a great place for me, but it was, no, let's put my time and energy into working with young people. And then even through that, I realized, oh, I really enjoy working with people with disabilities. And it was something that I recognized that I had the right mindset for. I had the right personality for. Um, there were skills and interests. And it was just like, you know, it's sort of like, oh. and then as a result, I, you know, I finished my science degree. I'm a science teacher, but then I've retrained as a special educator. So I, you know, like I'm very passionate about young people and very passionate about people with disabilities, I'm very passionate about young people with disabilities. And I'm lucky that I've got a job where I get to do that. And, and that was sort of a result of those little moments where I went, oh, no, what I actually value, you know, I'm putting time and energy into something, but it's not what I really want to do. Could I, could I have stayed at Coles for an extra two years? Yeah, absolutely. But would I have been the person I wanted to be if I didn't break that down and go, well, where do I want to be in 10 years? Let's break that down. Right. And, and understand those values. Right. I was lucky that I was in a position where I saved, you know, enough money that I could jump and. I, I did volunteer for a few months and then I got a paid position, but that was a risk. That was a risky move. So I had, did have that luxury, 
but just that idea of exposing myself and giving stuff a go, but being honest with myself and saying, well, I don't like working at Coles, but I'd prefer to work with people with disabilities and young people that really helped that. So, so in, in amidst all of this, it, it would seem to be experience and then realization and then mm. going after a new experience. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <Pretty> <laughs> and it's just, and it's just that, that, you know, exposure and trial. And it, it, even in saying that, like this school being, being a um, special school or a school for a specific purpose is that even the the way, the range of disabilities, you know, you're working with these, these students who have got physical disabilities and wheelchairs. And then you, I'm working with these students that are like particularly violent or aggressive, or I'm working with these students with, you know, um, literacy development issues and it's like from there it was like oh wow I'm really interested in working you know like autism incredibly passionate about autism and that exposure you know allowed me to realize oh I'm really interested in that yeah that's massive man the the exposure that's a massive point oh okay so (laughs) say you say if you've you feel like you've been stuck in a rut or something or like you're just kind of I don't know you're wanting you're wanting more exposure or something like that. Mm. Like what's, what's the go then? Yeah. And I think it's, it's, we've got the world at our fingertips, right? Like if you searched your YouTube history, what are you looking up? You mm. know, what, what, what are you Googling? What are those questions that you're asking about? Or also like go the other way. Like, I really like the question of what pisses you off, right? What really upsets you, you know, mm. like, I remember like this morning I was reading an article about how um, there was a group home in the US. I can't remember when. Willowbrook. Name's Willowbrook. Couldn't tell you how old this is. And they they were testing um they were they were testing a vaccine there, right? And and at the time they, they gave these people with disabilities No, Jacob. No. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I'm sorry. That's okay, it's okay. They they gave um, they had all these young people with disabilities. They they all contracted syphilis on purpose, oh. right? So, so they gave all these young people a disease. Oh right? my god! To see if this vaccine worked. Now, this I, I want to say fifty or so years, but I'm not gonna. I can't give you a specific timeline without knowing. But I remember reading this and going, "Wow, this is atrocious." And then because uh, I'm working with a student, the student's researching it, and you can see the student get upset. And it's like the fact the fact that it's evoking such a response, right? Like there are things that we are all passionate about it, right? And passion doesn't necessarily have to be a, a positive, like a yay, woohoo. It could also be like something that really angers you and really wants to change. Wow. But at that point, you can see that. You can see that well, the world that I have versus the world that I want to be, there's a gap. So when I'm able to realize that gap, that's what, then what's going to cause me to enact. Those questions come up, you know? Why did this happen? What could be done next time? You know, mm, damn. So, so that example, yeah. Sorry. So, th- so the key example yeah, there yeah, being yeah. like, well, these people with disabilities were taken advantage of because they had disabilities. You know, did this happen at the hospital down the road? No, right? Did it happen in the prison system? Yes, it happened in the prison system as well. Did it happen in these other group homes? Yes, it did. And and really having that emotional response can be really telling. So. So another way of looking at it is actually looking out into the world, what impact do you want to have? What like, you know, rustles your feathers and mm. kind of reverse engineering it back. 
hundred percent. And and that's the key thing, right? And and this is one thing that I love, right? Is at the Mental Youth Forum, we we give surveys, right? We're getting really really good at our surveys, and the two responses that I want to see is if if someone hates it or if someone loves it. Mm. Because if I have a hundred students say that they hated something, it's very clear. It's like, cool, let's not do that again, right? And if they love it, it's like, yeah, let's keep doing it. But if they see and they say, yeah, it was kind of good, it's like, well, what does that tell me? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I love, I love when people are hot or cold. Like I, I, I love that where because it, it's, it's so very clear and it's so very um, empowering. Mm. That's a, that's an interesting point that. I- I've never thought about like having that hot and cold distinction. And it, it, I guess it just makes it as clear as day. Mm. So Tom, with, with impact on, on students and an impact on others, mm-hmm. how come some students are impacted more than others or some aren't at all and some are just on a massive level? What's that about? Is it like in terms of schooling or in terms of Mitchell Youth or... Uh, you know what? I, <laughs> I, yeah, me, no, that's a good question. Like yeah. <laughs> it is like in just like students in the world. No, no. Yeah. Um, I guess, I guess. Um, look, you could say students are learning. You could say students at Mitchell Youth. You could, you could even take it beyond students and just yeah. to people as well. Um, and I know, like for Mitchell Youth, everybody, everybody's deeply impacted, and even mm. the students that you think weren't as impacted, they. They come back and they tell you how impacted they were, mm. um, which is crazy in a way. But I guess, like, what, what is it? What is it that impacts? What what's what is the whole thing about impact? And why are people some people more impacted than others? Mm. I think I think to be honest, I think it's it genuinely just comes back to our our values, right? And, and what aligns with that. And um, like, I'm trying to think of another example. So this this term in my class, we've been looking at um, like violation of human rights and how, um, broadly speaking, the the impact of like the stolen generation on First Nations Australians. And there's one kid who every time I play a video, this kid's like just shaking his head. Like he's just frustrated and he's incredibly upset. And it's amazing because he, he understands, he understands the, 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 it was best as he can. He understands the depth of this issue, right? He, he's got that, that understanding of being the other or being the outside. He's, he's got that understanding of what racism looks like. He understands, you know, the geography in terms of how far these these people were, were moved away, right? And and that's because of, you know, what he consumes, the literature he consumes, his understanding of the world. And you can see that his own experiences, his own values, like this kid is probably the most passionate kid about like anti-racism I've ever met. And he's just like, he, every time I talk about racism, he's like, that's ridiculous. No one should ever say that. It's like... Yeah, you got it. And the fact that the fact that he's got a very explicit, vivid response is really interesting. Because even even for others, like I'm not too sure what that impact might be, right? And what is if that impact happens ten years later? Like I'm sure there were teachers that you had that you loved, and there were teachers that you hated, right? And the other teachers that you finished school, and a few years later, you're like, oh, 
actually they were pretty good or actually oh they were really bad and I really like that when it's like this sort of delayed impact um but to sort of answer your question because I don't think I've answered as effectively as I want to is I think again it like just depends on the student depends on the person you know like something um like impacts just based on experiences and values and how much they align or, or misalign really I'd say that's a big question. We should break it down more because I like it. Okay, because I, I like what you, because you, you, what you said pr- resonated pretty well about how there was some like the planting the seed. Like there were some teachers that have that delayed impact, and um, and it's interesting how you were talking about how that that child's understanding, like how you were talking about the understanding of geography, that's what mm. what made it impactful. Mm. But I guess okay. What, what, where would you like to explore with, with this kind of thing around around impact? Because I'm think, I don't know. There's some something happened on the leading edge here. Yeah, I like it. Well, uh, there was. Oh, because it, there was. I was trying to think of a teacher. So, oh, so impact, right? Hmm. So one thing that with the with Mitchell Youth is what's our goal, right? What do we want all students to to go out with and for me I'm really um I used to think like when I used to start volunteering it was like I was about the emotional response you know the the trick is to you know if a kid has a big reaction like a big cry or like a big triumphant yell it's like yes you've done it You've, you've had that emotional response right but but that's so different because there'd be those kids that are sitting up the back and they're just nodding. And in their head, it's like, wow, I need to rethink everything, right? And you have these other students that are just, you know, high on sugar and just they love yelling and they love crying. And it's like, well, actually, you haven't had that much of an impact with them. And really, the the goal is that jump. How close have they have they bridged that that gap between their the world that they want and the world that they have? Right. And, and for me, that's really that impact. It's not, it's not again, what's their emotional expression. It's that how much has their world changed as a result of it. And that's what we should be striving for with people. Yep. So, so in, in this case, okay, this is interesting. So the impact is taking, taking the student or, or the person or anyone essentially closer to their ideal mm-hmm. somehow, some way. That's yeah. That's what I'm. Wow, man. Yeah. Because, but it's also, it's also about equipping them, right? And a key thing about leadership, right, is, is my goal or our goal isn't to necessarily get the students to close on that journey, right? Our goal is to get the students so they can get themselves closer on that journey, Mm. right? It's like the whole feed a man a fish expression, Right, our goal as leaders and and to be able to develop leadership isn't for you going around handing fishes out to people. That's not the trick, right? If we go and give everyone a fishing rod and give everyone a hook and teach them lessons, that's going to be so much more impactful because then they also have the skills to be able to pass that on. Mm. Right, because once they've eaten the fish, the fish is gone. Right, but once you teach teach someone how to fish, that's something that can be transferred onwards. Wow. Okay. So it's like um, the impact. It is something to do with with that individual that empowers them to take mm-hmm. steps towards their ideal. Hundred percent, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so that's interesting, Tom. Because now, now I'm intrigued. Is is it, how does 
like in your experience and in just your perspective insight what happens when someone is empowered what like how do they go from from not empowered like not kind of being aware or awake mm. to then going toward like having being impacted and then all of a sudden they're stepping towards the ideals what what's that process there yeah <laughs> good man jacob you you're asking me fantastic question <laughs> it, it's it, it's again it's like different and there's there's you see people like step away and they go like i had it here's a good one right one of the volunteers after the forum came up to me and he, and he was saying how he just went and he he sort of went, yeah, I need to like, I, I just need to volunteer more. Like like he mm. just went, I can use my time and I can use my energy a bit better. And, and, and he reached out and he contacted one of the committee and was trying to get involved with other organizations. And it's like, that's the that's the impact that we're we're desiring the fact that people want to change who they are right not to say that they're bad to begin with or anything not at all but just to be that bit better and mm. and that process is so um amazing right like like again one of the things that i loved at the forum was was i heard these conversations that they're talking with their um principals and school delegates and you hear these students go they're like oh we need to improve our mental health facilities or we need to change our dialogue around this or we need to be more aware of this. And the fact that they're turning these these thoughts and these ideas, right? And that's, again, it, 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 it's, it's about the application, right? I, I don't want to teach kids knowledge. I don't want to give them, you know, a dictionary and say, here, here you go, memorize it. Like, that's not my goal. My goal is for people to act. My goal is for people to have skills that are actual changing right mm. if we all if we all read a dictionary back to forth and we memorize it fantastic good work right but is the world around you different no mm. so what's the point mm-hmm. so and i think that's not only as like with the machine leadership forum and also like with teaching that's just my goal with everyone my goal with everyone that i encounter is to to equip them or to improve them so they can just improve others in turn mm. that's beautiful man <laughs> I love that. I love that upward cycle. And that's the thing. It's like, like genuinely, and, and I love that you're at the Mitchell Youth Leadership Forum because it's like, well, how can I help Jacob be a better version of himself? And genuinely, and it's something that, that crosses my mind. It's like, well, how do I equip? Can I equip you? You know, because if I can equip you effectively with skills, right, then you're able to, to effectively give that to eight other people, right, mm. or nine other people. And then that, tran- you know, transfers and transfers and transfers. And it's like, they always say, um, like, leadership's like a candle, right? It's not like a cup where we're pouring water and we're losing water. It's like a flame. Oh, the Mitchell leadership flame. Oh. It's like, it's like this little flame that we're passing on. And it's just trying to make sure that we're able to pass that on effectively, appropriately to as many people as possible. Because if my goal in life is to create positive impact, does it matter if it's done at your hands or my hands? No. Whoa, yeah. Yeah. Whoa, man. So so it's like um like leadership kind of being like that flame sort of thing. And it, mm. it, it's ignited and kind of spreads. Yep. And and like the more that it spreads, people become closer to their ideals, closer yeah. to their visions. And that in turn inspires others to do the same. Hundred percent, yeah. 
Mm. And the, the, again, the key thing is action, right? I don't want to be inspiring. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't like. I, my goal isn't a student that's got a hundred good quotes down in a book, right? That's not the point. That's not the point, right? The point is change. The point is action, right? Mm, mm. If that candle goes home and sits in a cupboard and that flame dwindles and dwindles and dwindles, well, we haven't done our job. Mm. It's if that flame is able to be transferred to someone else. If that leadership is then able to impact someone else in turn. That's when we've been effective. Mm, Tom, how, how do we get um, the flame of inspiration or leadership, how do we take it and turn it into action? Because it seems as though that is, is, is the pinnacle of all things. Mm. Like, you know, how, how does it, what's the go with action, actually? Let's go there. I think I think it is that those, again, those smart goals, like being really specific about what you want, right? If your goal is... Maybe we should do an example together. Let's do an example together, right? So, so what's what's something that that you want, right? If your world was perfect, mm. right? If your world was perfect tomorrow, you wake up and everything was exactly how it should be, right? What what would that look like? For me personally, yeah. Oh, man, if everything was exactly how it, it should be, I would. So how how you want it to be? How would want it to be? Okay, yeah. This is kind of cool. I would I would want it that I am I'm putting effort towards something that I love that gives impact and good things to the world. You know, actually no, you know what we'll go we'll go with something tangible. I'd want eight thousand dollars in my bank account for World Youth Day. <laughs> cool. Yeah, Great. That's, boom. <laughs> Great. So so eight thousand dollars in your bank account for World Youth Day, right? Very yeah. quite specific, right? When's World Youth Day? Um, it's coming up next year, halfway through next year. Halfway through. So let's say June. Yeah. Is that right? So June next year. So by June next year, have $8,000 in your bank account, right? Do you have, I'm not going to ask exactly how much. Let's say, let's say from now till then, you want to raise $8,000, mm-hmm. right? So let's say you've got $0 in this bucket. You want to get $8,000, right? Mm. So that's $8,000 across, um, I can't remember how many months, right? So what have you done so far? in order to get that i think so far i've i've worked like extra shifts at like at work and stuff and um that's that's probably the extent of my action so far cool so mm-hmm. is is that working for you so if you continue that behavior are you on track to hit that 8000 um yeah like i, I am on track to get that 8000 but i think when i even when i when i think until i don't want to just have eight thousand and then have zero dollars when I come back. I would like savings on top of that. Yeah. See, that's interesting in itself. So right then, mm. you had a goal established, right? Mm. Halfway through the process of looking at that goal, you went, "Oh, actually, I want something different." Ah. So you've you've, you've self evaluated, right? So then, what's our actual goal? You'd like how many dollars in that bucket? I reckon. You know what? I'd like. I'd like thirteen grand in the bucket. Thirteen you grand. Know, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Right. So, so would you say you're on track to hitting that 13 grand in that bucket? I think I am. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of getting there, but I am. Okay. Ready? Ready? Okay. Yeah. Let me rephrase it another way. Yes or no. Are you on track to hitting that 13 grand? You know what? No. Cool. Cool. So what's another option that you might have? Um, well, one option that I might have is actually cutting my hair and raising money. So I'm actually, I'm thinking of that. I've been thinking about it for months, actually. 
Perfect. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> cool. So so if if you're able to cut your hair, hmm. right? And and would you do you think are you, or how are you very confident that that would lead to your success in that goal? I think I think a lot of my friends would love to pay and and um I think it would you know, I think it would it would give me a solid boost, a very solid boost actually. Cool. Hmm. So between between working extra shifts and between cutting your hair, do you think you'd be able to hit that that bucket? That bucket be full. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I think it would be. I think cool. it would. So then so if that's uh if that's how many months, right? So what's one thing that you would need to do tomorrow to be able to get to that? Oh, <laughs> oh this hurts, man. Held accountable. Um yeah. I think one thing that I would have to do tomorrow, like just a really I'll make it really easy on myself. Is figure out um is figure out what where I would send my hair when when I've cut it all off because I want to donate it to like a like a I don't know like some sort of foundation so that they can use my luscious locks for a yeah, week. Perfect, yeah, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. And and so even even that line of questioning that I had right, so that's the line of questioning that I've used before, it, and it's it's meant to be quite reflective, right? Where it's what do you want? If things are perfect, what would they look like? Um, what have you done so far? And that's the thing, right? I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out well, where's your current world exist, right? Is that gap small? And then we figured out the gap is actually money, right? Mm. And then we went, okay, is that is that gap getting closer at the rate that you want? And then he said, no. It's like, okay, cool. So the current behaviors that you're employing aren't working. <laughs> so, yeah. so what are the new behaviors that we need to have in order to get there, right? With that goal sort of setting thing, we could have broke that down more. So, if you want thirteen grand in X months, oh, I'm trying to do my maths. Seven months, right? Where do you need to be in six, five, four, three, two, one, and even tomorrow, right? So the fact that you've been able to action something tomorrow, and you break that down, right? If we had enough time, I'd love for you to to write all that down, and that that goes for everyone. I'm sure that that someone's listening right now, and they go, okay, what do I want? Okay, I want this, right? What am I? What am I doing to get there? Okay, I'm doing this, this, this. Is that working? Yes or no? Okay, if it's not working. What can I do? Right? If it's working, cool. Keep going. Done. You you finish the flow chart. If it's not, what what are my options? What options do I have? Right? What options do I have? Then you figure out some options. Then you figure out the best one. And then you go okay. And then you, you've actually really got to be specific, right? What does that look like in twelve months? Ten months? Eight, six, four, three, two, and then action it tomorrow, right? Because because and you've also got to hold yourself accountable, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna put an alarm in my phone. I'm gonna message. Oh. You. <laughs> I'm like, what's the, what's the list? I'm literally gonna do it now. Because oh. I got to keep you accountable, and we we've got to do that. We've got to set up a world where we are holding each other accountable. I'm gonna message you at eight thirty p.m. tomorrow. <laughs> right? I'll, I'll send you the the actual. The charity that I will be passing my hair on to. That's it. Then Samson's hair. <laughs> yeah. So, so even even just that process, and and that's why we've really got to be specific about what goals we have. What's our timeline? Like, I ask you when's mm. World Youth Day, and sort of go from there. And even that conversation itself is really interesting. Like World Youth Day, and it's like, well, that's something that you're passionate about. Something that's money, you know. Um. And that process. And the thing is, the goal is not for me to be absent from that process. The goal is for us to be able to go, 
what do I want? You know, how am I going with it? What do I need to do? What what shouldn't I do? Is this actually what I really want? And so on and so forth. And mm. I think I think when we're able to build up that reflective, self-evaluating state of mind and we can hold ourselves accountable, I think that's when we're really effective as people. Why is that? Because why is it? <laughs> why? Because <laughs> because it's just a level of sort of honesty and self-respect. And, and and for me, one of the biggest lessons I ever had ever was that, was that I've got lots of great people in my life. I, I do. Right. But the person that's going to be with me till the day I die is me. The person that's going to be in those darkest moments and my best moments is me. Right. Of course, my partner's going to be there. And of course, my parents are going to be there and my, my siblings are going to be there. And my friends are going to be there. But at every single moment, the only person that I can guarantee is going to be there is myself, mm. right? And I'm there 24 hours a day. So when I'm able to have that honesty and that 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 um, effective criticism and that effective re- reflection, that's when we're able to be really effective as individuals, right? When our perceived vision is accurate right the, the world that we see and the world that we experience is the actual world that we live in that's massive wow yeah i think that's so interesting about how like you know th- th- it's you you're you're with you and and keeping that that level of self-honesty and like that whole thing about integrity i think when like one of the values of the forum for the listeners is um Mitchell, you so is is integrity and i always kind of used to gloss over i always used to think courage mm. and service were like the big mamas and like they're the well they're the, the cool glamorous ones but i think slowly into my into a little bit into my age i'm starting to see more and more how big integrity is it's so massive you ready you ready for you to, for me to blow your mind yes okay so one of the one of the conclusions that i've had because i love wrestling with those values i love really trying to understand what they are so we can be clear as a forum for me, is integrity is is do your actions align with your ideals, right? Do those two circles overline line up, right? Is are my actions lead what leading me to be the person that I want to be? Yeah, for me, that's what integrity is, right? So, so integrity is is where you are, where you'd like to be the same thing. Mm. And I'm not saying in terms of like necessarily like goals right me wanting a million dollars in my bank account and me not having a million dollars doesn't mean a lack of integrity right but if i want to be someone who's kind right and i believe that i need to be someone who's kind but i'm you know not saying thank you after that person gives me a coffee right i'm not showing integrity right my values and ideals aren't lining up right if if i say that i'm you know a family man but i don't have dinner with my family and i don't call anyone why well, i lack that integrity right but if I'm someone that that is that is honest and true to myself, I think that those are the people that show a lot of integrity. Mm. And there's people that own up. Like one of the one of the, it was funny. This is really this is something that was really interesting. Was that I put, um, like I love the Mitchell Youth Leadership Forum. Put a lot of effort, put a lot of time and energy into it. One of the things that I got a lot of praise and respect for, which which sort of took me by surprise, was a mistake. So I I we send letters home and all the letters say, here's what you need to pack. And we copied the old one because we've just moved to a new site. And one of the things was that 
I said, I sent out a letter, I sent out an email to 60 plus volunteers and said, don't worry about sleeping bags. And we get there and they don't have any sleeping bags. So all of a sudden there's, I don't know how many people, but up to 60 people without sleeping bags that need sleeping bags. And I said, I said, I said, that, that was my mistake. You know, it's my fault if you guys go cold tonight, I'll own that. If there's anything I can do tomorrow to fix that, fix it. As soon as I get home, I'm going to rectify that in the note. Um, but I'll own that that's on me and, and anything I can do to improve that, I will. And I meant that, like if there was a free two hours that I got in the, or when I had that free time, I should say, sorry, when I had that free time, I was going to make sure that I was going to get sleeping bags for the people that asked me. But it was this fact that I was a, people were just, it was quite nice. It was very good where people are like, they sort of said, yeah, Tom, like it was good for you to, to own it. And I really believe that. Like, like I'm not perfect, but there's, I make mistakes, but. I'm not going to lie and say say that I am, and I'm gonna I'm gonna own it. I'm gonna do everything I can to fix it. And I think I wish more people sort of did that. Um, <laughs> but for me, that was that was a big moment that I was sort of surprised with, and the response was really cool. Like a few people messaged me and said, "Oh, Tom, that's a lot of integrity." And I was like, "Oh, okay. I mean, I stuffed up. You were cold. I'm sorry." <laughs> but it was, that was a really interesting, um, yeah, moment. Wow, that's really cool. And you know, I do remember. Like for me, Tom, I just view you as like you are gracious and and a leader that you can kind of there's some there's some leaders and people that you can just rest into. You can rest your yourself in their word and in their and and like you, you know, you definitely are just one that I see as and it's it is it has a, a an effect and an impact and an energy to it as well, I believe. So and I <laughs> I've only just started to see that sort of thing in my own life and how how really like like organizations, schools, mm. everything, it, it rests on the words of individuals and such as yourself who do back the promises. 100%, and that's yeah. You know, it's massive, man. And it and it's and it's big because because and it, it's something really interesting. Like growing up, you know, you hear, hear these things like the only thing a man has is his word. His word. Like what? That's stupid. But it's <laughs> but it's like I I want to be able to say to people, you know, and I make sure of it. I make sure if I say to someone, "Hey, I'll pick you up at eight thirty. I'm there at eight thirty. Mm-hmm. Like tomorrow, right? If you don't get that message or that phone call that says, "Tom, like like who am I? I I'm fake. I, I'm effectively lying to you. I'm lying to myself. Oh. Right. So if I don't follow that up, well, who am I? And, and am I putting value in our relationship? Am I putting value in, in my perception? Am I putting value in, you know, like, like that? And for me is that when you say something, you mean it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and when you stuff up, you apologize and you own it and you fix it. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't just say, I'm sorry. Just say, I'm sorry. I'll do this next time. Or what can I do to fix it? Or what can I do to, to improve the situation? Wow, man. That's incredible. That's incredible. And I think like it's I think that's what I think that's what's so difficult is that um like just I think it's just simply asking because like, there's so many mistakes that you can mm. can make. And I think I think a part of a part of healing healing your kind of word is, is just having that forgiveness and asking even just apologizing and yeah. just, and repenting and kind of kind of working back. And, and I'm starting to see how forgiveness just works for yourself Massively, and, and, others, yeah. and how big f- forgiveness in itself is because it's it's big because it says that someone someone broke their integrity but because of the individual 
who forgives, they were able to kind of um, reseal that individual's integrity. Yeah. Do you, do well, you know what it, I mean? Even that's interesting, right? Because, because again, like for me, integrity is about the link between actions and, and um, values, right? Or actions and, and ideals. One of the key things that I have at the forum, right, is, is that I have a lot of value in the volunteers, right? I'm doing everything I can to support them, to make sure that they're they're as effective as they can be, to make sure that they're happy, satisfied, well-equipped, right? Clearly, I did something that, that, that didn't mean that I was achieving that, didn't mean that my ideals were the same. But by demonstrating that humility and by demonstrating that that desire for forgiveness, it was clear as day that I had value in the volunteers. Mm. It was mm. clear that I was like, I want to fix this. I, I'm putting value and effort into it. No, I didn't want. I didn't want people to make me think, feel that I was good. I, look, if people were upset at me, I was okay with that. Genuinely was, but I was going to make sure I did everything that I could to rectify that situation. Mm. That's yeah. massive, man. That and, is but, so but the values were consistent. The values were consistent. It was always about me doing everything I could to support the volunteers. Wow, man, that's powerful stuff. That's so powerful. <laughs> Warren Buffett says there's... there's Warren like, Buffett, let's go. Yeah, yeah. I know, he's going into Ron Buffett. It's so random. It really, but this thing stuck with me. There was like five things that, um, five things that he looks for when he invests in a company. There was like four economic factors, but then he talked about the leadership. And one thing he said, there were three things. There were number one, risk averse, long-term thinking. Um, but the third one, an impeachable character. So, so like, like it's crazy how someone with so much um, money and, and like who handles so much money mm. will actually look at the character of an individual in an organization, and that that character um, will influence the success and the goodness of that organization. Isn't Massively. That Massively. And mm. there's there's so much research into it. Like one of my favorite um, case studies was they had to. Oh, what's it called? The big, heavy, a king's boat? I can't remember what it's called. Big rowing ship. <laughs> anyway, they, they had a race, right? And then Team A won. Right, won by quite a bit. But then they swapped the captains from Team A and Team B. And then Team B won. Ooh. And it showed you that the most influential, in, influential factor was the leader. Mm. Right? And, mm. and I'm sure there's so many situations like... I know that the Mitchell Youth Leadership Forum isn't what it is without people like Ronnie and Tristan, right? The, the two CEOs have been so influential in its success, right? But the other thing as well is that leadership trickles down. And if you have the, the reason why Tristan and Ronnie have, have been so effective is they believe in it. They believe in the cause. They believe in the volunteers. They believe in every single thing, right? And it's those beliefs, like I was saying before, they believe that, that, you know, all leaders with enough time can be successful. They believe that service, integrity, and courage are the three values that are most critical for leadership. They believe that when students are put in uncomfortable situations, that's going to evoke change and, and create, you know, those differential points. And they believe that, and that trickles down. And we say that all the time. Like, really, a, a company is just a series of systems, right? What would be the difference between, like, a robot running... Woolworths and humans running Woolworths and it's probably the values that we put in right at each step it's about those values and we see that oh I got another point <laughs> <laughs> so like um, Simon Sinek right 
very famous like leadership expert, he talks about the why, the what, and the how, right? And often we think about what, what's the what, 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 what's going on, right? And then think about the what, the how. And you've asked me some really good how questions, right? And it's like, yes, I love how questions. But the other thing is the why, right? Why are we doing it? Why are we putting value in it? Why is this important to us? And the fact is that that effective leadership really understands the why, right? If your why is making money, cool, let's make money. But if your why is like, well, let's give people technology so they can connect with their families more effectively, huge, right? Those two companies might have the exact same what and how, but because that why is different, that'll actually impact that how. Whoa, man, that's that's huge. And I guess with the why, and, and that, that kind of comes back to your, your definition of wisdom, in a mm-hmm. funny way, which is really hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, what are the wiser whys? <laughs> I think I think to like the older I get, the more I go. There isn't there isn't a bad why, right? And I think as long as the why and people being honest with themselves and it's true, mm. right? I think it's really powerful and really effective. I have, you know, I, I work with the leadership um, teams at school and we've got some new house captains, right? There's this one house captain. They're like, oh, I just really want to make this school better for my younger sister. Like mm. massive. That's so powerful. And you can see that. You can see that this student's going to do everything that they can to improve this school so that the younger sister can have a more positive experience. Beautiful. One of the other house captains is like, why do you, I'm like, why do you want to do this? Like, I want to get a really good job so I can make a lot of money. <laughs> and it's like, cool, let's go. It's, it's a true and one. They, and if they're really passionate about that, right, they're, they're going to, to grow and they're going to develop that and they're going to, to achieve that, right? I would argue that there's probably deeper reasons than that. Um, but the fact is that that any why is, is like really is quite um yeah quite powerful and it's just about understanding what that why is right we can actually trickle it down as well so it's like um let's go let's go back to your world youth day right mm-hmm. is that all right can we get can we explore yeah, that sure go for it i just want to reflect right so the what is that you want to raise money right you want to raise money for world youth day the how is you figure out the how. You're going to work a few more shifts, earn a bit more dough, and you're going to figure out the website tomorrow. It's going to cut your hair. Right? So then the why, right? What's the purpose for you doing that? The why for me is, is that I would like to have a, a life-changing experience dedicated to something higher than myself. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would like the why behind it is because I want to explore that part of the world and have a just amazing experience like that's, and I want to do it with my um, just with my my friends who I've I've grown up alongside, you know. Fantastic, yeah, cool. Now I'm gonna try something. All right, I'm gonna try that. So, let's say you have this this world changing experience, life changing experience, and you have that with your friends, right? Mm-hmm. What does your life look like after? Yeah, good question. I think after, I'm just more clear 
I'm more clear-minded and um, I'm more clear-minded and just direct. You know what? I feel like after I'm, I'm doing more of my ideals, my values have met my ideals and I'm just, I'm, I'm fearless and I'm just going after what I love and I'm speaking more and I'm, you know, putting out my podcast more and things. Sick. So then when you're putting out your podcast and when you're being fearless, what, what's that like? Like paint that picture for me. Yeah. Dude, it feels amazing. Like I feel, I feel like I get excited at the, any sort of prospect of kind of contributing anything to the world that really is just insightful and, and really helps someone and, and puts ease in their day. Um, I, I get, I also get excited of, of the fact that I, I feel like, I feel like, um, instead of being held back by my thoughts or anything like that, I'm just, I'm going all out instead of holding myself back out of fears or anything. I'm going all out and I'm just, Mm. I'm, I'm playing with reckless abandon and growing, (laughs) you know, that's what it is. And perfect. And so see that, so, so for me, your, your clear why is that almost, and correct me if I'm sort of putting words in your mouth, but you you really want to live life courageously and you really want to put life in the accelerator. Mm. Right. And, And I guess your point of view is that this experience at World Youth Day is going to allow for that. Yeah. Right, and that's that key thing. It's just you, you want to build confidence and courage within yourself, right? And, and that why is massive, and it's sort of going, okay, well, let's break that down. Because it's funny, because at a surface level, right? Let's think about it. At a surface level, your why before was money. What do you want to do? I want to raise money. All right, cool. See you later. <laughs> but when we dig that down, it, it's you really have this, you have a strong desire to help people. You have a strong desire to improve the lives of people around you. But in order to do that, you need to be more courageous and more confident. Mm-hmm. So see how that why it's funny. Sometimes it's about scratching that a little bit and dusting that a little bit and sort of looking a bit more further in. Mm, that's awesome, man. I haven't had a good thought or reflection like that in ages. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, legit, man. Legit. That's that's going to be freaked out because um, it's, it just seems, and it seems very true. And like, as soon as I was prompted to to even think about it, it just felt very true to me. Mm. I thought that's what I'm here for. And that, that's made me think of that's why I'm here for having this conversation right now. That's what it's always really been about for me. And then, and that's, and that's the trick as well. It's sort of going, well, well, if I do want to live my life courageously and selflessly, then what does that look like tomorrow? You know, mm-hmm. like is this conversation that I can have or the, or the way that you promote your page, is there a way that you can also promote something else? Here's my fundraising page and raising money for this and this, you know, like hitting those purposes every day. Right. Mm-hmm. What are those, you know, like I love the expression, how do you run a marathon one step at a time? Yeah. Right? yeah. What's each of those steps? Yeah. I I think originally Tom, I was kind of like, um, I was I I I like going into the big kind of big like big picture sort of thing, mm. but then when like I, I usually sometimes am resistant to going to to breaking it down, but just I'm starting to think that you get clarity on the big picture, you get clarity on the little picture. It's all just clarity. It's all 100%, clarity. Hundred percent. Yeah, and mm. it, it like for me that's you know Barnaby Howard says it. It's like you know worry about the game plan and the scoreboard will. We'll figure itself out 
Mm-hmm. And if we're doing every day, if we if we figure out what the perfect day is, right? And if if we live, if we walk each step intentionally, heading towards the direction, right? And we keep our head down, and we focus on our steps. You're gonna end up where you need to be. Wow. Right, but you can't have that. the The point of the process is well, it's a bit of back and forth, right? You need to know where you're going, and you need to know where you are, and therefore you need to figure out steps in between. So, Tom, like, say if say if this, so say if you lived like if every moment you looked and you you found the truth and you got clear on the truth of what it was for you every single moment, naturally you would build out a life that was just a true life. Like mm-hmm. it, and, and if you like, if you had that realization of what a true life is to you, um, it would inform every action and that would be a true action. So 100%. it doesn't really matter which way you go. You just got to find truth in every moment. Correct. Yeah. And also readjust. Right. And mm. I can't, I can't, I can't say that enough where it's like, you're allowed to aim for the mountains and, and step each step perfectly towards the mountains and then you get to a point, you look up the mountain, and you go, I want to live at the beach now. You're allowed <laughs> to have that. You're allowed to have that moment where you turn. And do those steps not count? Yeah, of course they count. Right? Yeah. But 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 that that's, for me, like, that that's so awesome. And, and it's just that, let's do those little things right. Let's do those little things really, really well. And so those big things fall in place. But also, like, make sure you know. Make sure it's intentional and purposeful. Yeah. That's massive, man. It's just as far as I can see from what I, from this conversation, it seems as though clarity and getting clear it is the key key to it all. Mm. Mm. And I think that's it's it's really and that process of being clear, like you asked, is is, is fun in itself, right? Like like those mountains look different from afar. Right, and it's like, and it's those things, like, and it's waiting for those emotional responses. Right, you're allowed to walk closer to those mountains and be like, "Wait a sec, I missed the forest behind me." And then you go, "Okay, cool." And it's only by going on those steps that we that we expose ourselves, like we talk about exposure, right? And we go, "Oh, okay, wait, maybe I should try that." And imagine someone that's you know never even like, let's go with another. I'm trying to think of another. <laughs> my my geography is not too good. The desert. Right, someone goes on this thing and they've never even heard of the desert. Right? Mm. It's just that exposure. They might realize, oh, this is warm. I like the warm, or I like the dry, or I like, you know, I like this. And it's through those conversations and through those experiences and through that exposure that we really get to understand or where we want to be. Mm. That's massive, man. And, I, and it makes sense. Like, you know, my goals and thoughts and things that I've wanted have changed with my understanding of the world and what I kind mm. of like. Mm. And I think it's kind of beautiful how those sort of things evolve along with you evolving. Yeah. Huge. Huge. Mm. Have you tried um have you tried Matt's exercise where you write down the five words that you want to be? Yeah, I I've tried it, but to be honest, I um it's it's like um I've tried it, but you know, I, I never feel like I um I never feel, I feel it's so dynamically changing. That's what it is, I think. But I know, I know yeah. How, well, how, what have your experiences been with that one? Yeah, I had, I can't remember what I wrote down. It's next to my bed. But I'm too, I'm too busy getting up in the morning and going to actually look. Um, 
but yeah, like for me, like one thing that I tried was I wrote 10 goals. I, I've got, I've got a mission statement. Um, Cause I figured out if, if I could sum up myself in, it's a paragraph actually, who, who would I be? What would I want to be? And then I figured out well, what would those, t- if I could break that into 10 goals, what would those 10 goals be? And then I wrote those 10 goals on, on, on a wall and I need to re refine that process. Cause my goal is to do that every year. But funny things like for me, I, I realized like fitness, I had, I had a goal of 15,000 steps a day. Cause I was like, for me to be who I want to be, I need to be fit and I need to be healthy and I need to have um, that aspect. But even just to break that sentence down as well, like I know that I talk about, um, I couldn't tell you the exact verse. There's a Bible verse called Mike. I can't remember it off the top of my head, book of Micah. And it's just about, you know, acting justly, walking humbly, showing mercy. And for mm-hmm. me, it's like, you know, I want to be humble. I want to show mercy. I want to show, you know, I want to be just. I want to have service. I want to be, you know, serve people. I want to have courage. You know, I want to be loving. I want to be, you know, I want to be someone that really shows a love of life and then really shows a love of people. And that's definitely one of my number one words. Mm. Um, but just being able to write it down and sort of being clear. And, and I like the self-evaluation of being like, well, how loving was I today? Was I, was I the person I wanted to be? Was I courageous? And, I, and even for you, like for me, it's clear that you've got a huge, like courageous desire and a huge compassionate desire. And I always think of like, like the way that you have this massive zest for life and this massive joy. And it's like, that's awesome. Like, I really like that about you where it's like, like I know that Jacob's going to be having fun. Like I know that Jacob's going to be, like party hard, but also have these really good conversations. I think that's something so awesome about you. Thank you. So that's even funny where it's like, you know, like courageous and compassionate and it's just, yeah. So I'd be curious if you could try that process, like see what that's like and and try and uh, figure out like who's that person, you know, like for me, I'm really curious about who's the person you want to be each day. Mm. Well, you know, it's funny, Tom, because I um, but recently I just listened to like um, I I I listened to the Beatitudes, and that's yeah, kind yeah. Of like a, yeah, yeah. And when I was a kid, and I used to hear it, I thought, man, that sounds horrible. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It sounds like oh, that sounds like the worst. Um, but I, I realize now, like in this world of 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 just what is. I, I I realized that I want to be a source of, of love and compassion and goodness and I wanna I wanna be lessened of self and I wanna just be outrageously childlike and and like um I, I would like I would like to 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 really just be innocently and stupidly and humbly going after my thing and what's in yeah. my heart, you know what I mean? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and yeah. I think I think that's even that's something that because um, something that, that both you and I share is we both have this really um I'd say both of you and I can be quite fun and both you and I really understand that that like that silliness. Like I remember having this conversation. I was thinking about it the other day. Who was the masseuse at the point? <laughs> Pablo, Pablo. Pablo. Remember Pablo. And the fact that you and I were having this conversation about this masseuse named Pablo. And people are like listening to us, like, is this guy like is Pablo real? And it's like, yeah, like let's let's be silly, like let's have fun. And 
I think people people miss that. I think people just let's be silly a bit more. Like let's just be wacky. You know, I feel as though like laugh like I've heard this that in the center of of reality and like the universe, like the the whole the whole the whole kind of fabric of it is just humor and laughter, just giggly giggliness. Hundred percent. Yeah. And I, I and apparently like I believe just a good bout of laughter. Like I know it sounds horrible, but sometimes I I've just started laughing. Like my mate will come to me with like a serious problem. Uh, but I, I I can't help it. I just start laughing hysterically at, yeah. at him, and then he starts laughing, and then one minute later, it's almost like it was never an issue at all. Yeah, it's, it's like I believe, I believe in some cases, if if the humility is there and if your heart is the right place, you can laugh your way out of anything. Hundred percent, and I I genuinely believe that that it, even in those those um terrible moments there's there's always a bit of joy and there's always a bit of fun and it's really just trying to to find that and i'm i'm trying to think of a recent example because i had one um but yeah and it's like 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 there's just so much silliness and there's so much wackiness and there's so much out there like today today was a good one i asked one of my students i was like oh i'm gonna chat with one of my one of my mates today, and we're going to chat about wisdom. And I'm like, what's wisdom to you? Because I was curious. I'm like, what's this kid in year eight with autism going to say about about wisdom, right? And this kid is so intelligent, but he's so silly at the same time. And I love that. And he says to me, like, dead serious. He's like, wisdom is if your pants are too big, you don't wear them. If your pants are too small, you don't wear them. Like brilliant. Oh, bro. And it's just like, like, that's hilarious. And just to be able to laugh at that and to be able to, like, to, to have that almost that, I think it's second person camera. Where you need to be able to look at yourself and be like, <laughs> like what a schmuck, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, like how hilarious is it that, that like you're you're at the beach right now and I'm in the forest, and <laughs> looking into the distance and I've got I've got like these watermelon socks on and it's uh, just like, yeah, and what I'm the what the audience it. doesn't currently know is we're both not wearing pants, so we're both not wearing, <laughs> pants. <laughs> yeah. and it's long. just like it's and that's just do it and just laugh and have fun and enjoy it like like i don't i i don't want people to live a life where they're so focused on you know what are my values and what's my leadership and what's my direction it's like it's like but have fun you know like buy lego and eat ice cream before dinner and just like i love that you know just like do it do you think, Tom? I, I this is my sneaking theory that more laughing, more Lego, more ice cream before dinner is actually, in a way, closer to our, our ideals. What I if, think so too. Do you know what I, I mean? What so if it too. was just you know being lighter? Like, what if it was the lightness that let us, you know? I think so because, and, and genuinely, like, like I have you know particular thoughts. Like, I'm 
I said this all the time, like I teach science, right? And and when we're growing up, we have this love of sticks and waterfalls and bugs and animals. And then something happens, like we've got this intense curiosity about the world, like a volcano, like a volcano is so cool. It's like a giant rock that spits lava. And then something happens in high school and we go, oh, this is boring. Oh, this is a chore, mm. right? Or like you play those, like you can go up to a kid, you go up to a kid who's like, two, three, four, and you start counting with them, right? Mm. They love it. One, two, three, four, five, six. And then maths becomes a chore. And I think that we just forget that. And like toys, right? We've got toys when we're a kid and then we get to a point and they're like, oh, they're not cool, Mm. you know? And I think you see it. I think teenagers are the best example of it, right? Kids have fun. You go to the shops and you can see a kid wearing a unicorn hat and have like Superman socks and they can have ice cream on their face. And you're like, yes, keep doing that. And then they hit a teenager and they're like, no, I can't do it. Like, like you know, and I understand the brain changes. There's a bit more shame. There's a bit more self-awareness. But I wish I saw more adults just wear those weird hats and wear those Superman socks and just really be that authentic person. And I think back to what we were saying before, it's when we can be that person that's like yeah man i'm gonna go home and play with lego or like you know what i genuinely feel like who cares if you're not meant to have ice cream when you can be who you want to be and when you can do what you want to do that's when we're so happy and that's when we're so satisfied yeah, man you know because that that kind of brings me to selflessness because i think a lot of the time selflessness is characterized as this difficult painful thing where you're just you're just kind of beating yourself up but in a lot of ways like I feel like the more selfless that you become, the more naturally who you are, you are. Because like, if there's no, you know what I mean? If there's no self there, you're just naturally whatever you're going to do, you're going to do. And and I think that's the child. The child is kind of just selfless. There's no self really involved. They're just kind of playing. Yeah, exactly. And like, we see it all the time. Like, like, and... (laughs) the the child development like psychology textbooks is like coming back but it's like like kids have this beautiful just understanding and they they have this beautiful perspective like like they have this almost like I'm trying to think of a good story I'm trying to think of kids at, at school and what they do like like I had a kid ask me about my moles he said what's that mm. And and we talk about moles and skin cancer. I taught this kid about cancer, and I was like, "This kid didn't know cancer existed." Like this is, and I'm like, "Wow!" Like that's such a a cool place to be, you know. All those moments where it's like, like it's just that innocence, and I think, yeah, I think that's really, really cool. And the, the way that kids can be so selfless as well. Like, they just love sharing. You know, they have twisties all over their face and then they want to give twisties to other people. And it's like, yeah. And, and, and like, it, it's like they, 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 they'll have the twisties and they'll share. And at the same, very same time, like, if they want to keep the twisties or anything for themselves, they'll shamelessly just keep it to themselves and they'll, they'll kind of have it. They'll have their time and then when they want to give, they'll give. And when they want to stop, they'll stop. And when they want to go, they'll go. Yeah, exactly. And like, I, I see that a lot, actually. So, so I teach a class of seven boys with autism, right? Mm. And, and the way that they have conversations, or these seven boys, I should say, have conversations can be pretty amazing. Because often we get caught up in certain, you know, rules and rituals of, of life. 
Whereas these kids really just, they have this almost like honest, very honest truth with each other where it's like they can, like, I'm trying to think, I'm really trying to think of a good example where, um, like, like, I've got one. It's, it's definitely not the right one. Um, <laughs> but, but just like they can say, they can say, hey, man, can you stop that? That's annoying me. And like, okay, I get it. And it's like you say that to a, another kid and they get furious, they get mad. But these kids can just be so, like, factual. I'm trying to think of a, a good example. I can't think of one off the top of my head. That's so annoying. Wait, so they, they will just kind of say, oh, right, can you stop it? And then they say, okay, I'll stop it. And that's it. Yeah, it, 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 it's like you don't need to, you avoid these sort of like pleasantries and these sort mm. of, it's just a very factual sort of thing. And it's like, I, I, I almost need to operate quite blunt some days and quite factual, which is really fun. Um, you know, like I told a kid, I told a kid the other day, it was it was great. He's on, he's on all fours, right? And he's meowing at another student. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, I'm like, you are not a cat. And he's like, meow, meow. And I'm like, <laughs> you're not a cat. And he's like, okay. And he stands up. And it's just like, it was just funny. And it was uh, just like, man, just love it. That's unreal, man. You must have most insane and and cool and interesting lessons. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Look, it's it's wacky. Like today, <laughs> today was nuts. So we're doing, <laughs> um, we're doing sex ed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. I love it. Um, and then I've got six boys. So seven boys, right? Six of these boys, you know, it's a bit awkward, a bit uncomfortable, but they're, they're going with it, right? This other boy, he's terrified, right? If, if I show any, you know, genitalia on the screen, he's like, Whoa, and he runs to the other half of the classroom and he puts a beanbag on his head, <laughs> right? And I was like, I, I knew that this kid loves memes, right? So what I did was I was like, okay, wait, in three slides, there's going to be like the meme dog, right? And then we'd go to three slides and then I'd put the meme dog up and this kid's crying. This kid's full laughing at this meme dog and he's like laughing. And I'm like, I don't get why this is so funny. It's like a little, it's like a, it's the dog of wisdom. That's right. I should show it to you. The dog of wisdom. It's this little dog in a plane. And they, they, anyway, it's this dog in this plane, and then they watch it, and then I, then I got him. I showed him this diagram, and this kid was just laughing. He's just crying, like <laughs> he's wiping his tears away from this dog of wisdom, and he's writing this stuff. And it's like the power of being, you know, the power of laughter and the power of silliness just sort of took away that sort of shame and took away that that awkwardness. Um, and like the, that in itself was so funny. Like, like. <laughs> there was another person in my room like why didn't you show 10 memes and I'm like because the kid sat down in his chair the whole lesson yeah. and it's like it, you have so much fun wow man that's so good that sounds like yeah. so much fun definitely 100% 100% but I can tell just it probably sounds like fun from from your from your the passion that you have emanating from you yeah, that's also, it, yeah, yeah, I feel it. Like I genuinely, um, and and like I just love it. Like like I really do. And there's days where like my work is hard. Like working, I, I've learned that my job's an emotional job. It's not a physical job. It's not an intellectual job. Intellectual. It's an emotional. And I've really got to put my emotions at the forefront. And and if kids are having a bad day, well, too bad. I can't have a bad day. I got to be there. 
but just the fact that I, I have a job where I get to, you know, like I was teaching kids about STIs and sexual safety and sexual health, massive, mm. hugely important. But the fact that, that we can be a bit silly and the fact that we can laugh a bit and the fact that it doesn't have to be this hyper serious thing is, is awesome. And that that's like huge. Yeah. I think I was a bit of an idiot when I was learning about sexual ed. <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah. And, and it's like, it's not, it's not, again, it, and it's being really clear, it's not about showing disrespect to the topic. Mm. It's about setting up that environment where we can laugh yeah. and where we can giggle and where we can be those truest versions of ourselves. Yeah, and I think you know? providing like a safe container for that because it's, it's a strange thing because like, you got social taboos, you have those sexual taboos and all these things. And we're going into the heart of, of the tension of things. And I think not even just in sexual sex ad, but just just in, in life, like you're you're there, you know, with with your desires and your goals in life. And and it's not like it's not just you there. Um like you're in a we're in a pool of, of society and like we have to we have to navigate being together as as humans, you know, which is mm. such an interesting thing. Mm. It's beautiful as well. Like like it'd be so boring if it was just you know one person on an island living their life. Mm. You know the fact that you meet people and the fact that they can can challenge your views and challenge your ideals and make you go, oh, you know, wait a sec, like, let me let me think about that differently. Like that's that's awesome. Like it's so. It's just so much fun. Like, really, really is, really is. That's an interesting thing. Like, because uh, I love, like, I'm, I'm starting to really love, like, the just and just see the profundity of of learning from people. And and I feel like for me, as the more conversations I've had, such as this one, and like any sort of conversation you have where you're just kind of listening and you're asking questions, mm. um. Dude, it does something. It it, it disrupts your perspective. It, it it impacts you. Yeah, you know? beautiful. And and I think that it, I think in a lot of ways it challenges your beliefs, values, and it gives you an experience as well. Having a conversation yeah, like this, it should. And that's the thing, right? Is that when you have those good conversations, it's it's you get enough of of someone different, right? And you get to share those experiences, mm. you know. And it's like like um. And, and like, like that's awesome. And you know, you know those conversations that you've had with people, and you're like, "Oh crap, I need to think about that differently," you mm. know. Mm. And the fact, like, like one of my favorite words, and and this is one of those beliefs that I have, and I'll get the language wrong, um, but there's a word called Ubuntu, U B U N T U. That's the English translation, and it's we're a person because of other people. We're a person because of other people person because of other people so for me my definition of myself right if someone said who are you tom right i'd probably start off with my relationships right my goal in life is to be you know a great partner a great son a great brother a great father a great teacher right so it's always about those relationships you know without those people i'm not who i am Mm, mm. right and and that's true so you know the fact before the fact that you had such a powerful goal that was a result of or your friends and the effect of result of changing people around you. And I think when we really understand that those relationships are critical to who we are and really formational, that's really just, it's just fun, mm. you know? And, and yeah. It's, I think it's just so cool 
I really think it's so cool that the more that you are impacted, the more that you are, your heart is changed, the more that you can give to others and just how others give so much to us. You know, mm. I think like just how much, you know, parents give and how much teachers and like it's it's unfathomable. It's unfathomable to just how good people are, you know, how in, in you know, in spite of, you know, the things, the limitations of our humanity. Yeah. It's amazing what, what we give and why. Why do we give? Yeah. You know? And I, I think that that analogy is to go back to that candle metaphor and, like, to go back, like, there's two experiences. So I, 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 there's two things I volunteer with, right? One is my local church's youth group and one is the Mitchell Youth Leadership Forum. And both of which I'm super passionate about but because I've had two mentors, right? I had my small group leader when I went as a student. And the fact was this guy for me, he gave up two and a half days plus, And he had really honest conversations with me. He had, he had no, he had no idea who I was before I got there, but he was able to give so selflessly. Right. And for, and this other guy, youth group, right. I had a lot of youth group leaders, but there was a couple that in particular sticks out to me. And I remember that this guy, there were so many other things that he could have been doing, this couple. They could have been doing so many other things. But each week, this guy and this couple turned up and just, just served, just served effortlessly, served courageously, served humbly. And they did that. And for me, the goal isn't for me to turn around and shake their hands and say thank you. The goal is for me to take that flame that they've given me and the best way I can thank them is by passing that on. Mm. And for mm. me, that I don't have that attitude of, okay, I'm done now. Like, okay, I've repaid it. You know, the more flames, and that's the way that I can show gratitude to those people before I really can. And that's mm. the way because I know of how much value I put in that. Genuinely, like, you know, the forum did change my life and, and growing up in, in the church did change my life. And the fact that I can now repay that and improve upon that is huge. And, and, and genuinely, I, I love it. I'm not doing it necessarily for that sole reason, right? I'm I'm not. I'm not doing it just because I want to repay them. It's just because I I've learned that, and and for me to show gratitude to people, and for me to to truly shape the world the way that I want it to be shaped, is those are two realms of influence. Mm, that's so beautiful. Like that's really got me feeling the feels, because it's just like. If if I if 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 I can honor every single person who's contributed all to me, and and if my if my contribution to the world is so great because of them, and I can give give my glory and all the things that I give to them, mm. then I feel so good because I feel you know that's that's amazing. It's it's beautiful. Like it's such a beautiful process. And if, that's it. You know, like it's it's incredible. It's such a it's such a and wonderful I- thing. What's possible. I think that's it's just a simple worldview. Like, like realistically, I think you and I would share this belief is that we just want to give more than we take. Mm, that's it, mm. you know. Mm. And give, give with just like, you know. I think there's one uh, one thing in Proverbs it says, um, "Give, give so generously and give without it's like give without self, and yet you grow richer." Like, yeah, mm. you grow richer. Like, no matter how, like, you give so freely, but you grow richer. You can't help but grow richer. And it's just that that richness of emotion that you're given and just how good it feels. It just feels good to give, man. Like, it's mm. it's such a privilege, you know? So 
Exactly. And that's the thing. It, it's a privilege. It's a privilege to have that time, to privilege to have that energy. And very lucky that we are, you know, that I do have these opportunities and we do have these opportunities where we can do such tremendous things. And it's just like, yep, that's it, you know, and it's about that impact. It's not, it's not about that dollars in my bank account. Mm, mm. It's been a, been making the world a better place. That's beautiful, man. Oh, Tom, any, um, any last words for the podcast tonight? Uh, okay. Um, so just for all our listeners out there, please make sure that you donate to Jacob's uh, haircutting. <laughs> Thank you, Ray. <laughs> no, honestly, just, just thanks for the opportunity. And um, again, like, like I really hope, uh, yeah, just thank you for the chat. I appreciate it. I hope you've really got something out of it. I hope, hello, listeners. Hope you guys got something out of it. Um, but just for me, it's just when we really can stick to our values and really know what we want and when we really are clear in our values and beliefs, that's when we can really be the best versions of ourselves, and we can serve and we can really share that, that wisdom. And I mm-hmm. think not only is that wisdom, but I think that's fulfillment. I think that's satisfaction. So thank you, Jacob, for helping with that. And if uh, th- thank you, Tom. If you want, if listeners, if you'd like to get um in contact with the magnificent, magnificent Thomas Kelly, just send me a message, and I will I will kind of link it up and and hook it up with with Tom. Um, but Tom, thank you so much, a million. This has been such a beautiful and joyous conversation. We will now um sign out officially. So we'll catch you around, see everyone, and we'll see you for next episode. But um, thank you, Tom. Thanks, legend.